Hey everyone, thanks for making the Past is Prime podcast the number one rated podcast referred to this entire sentence. To keep it that way, subscribe to us on Apple, or Spotify, or Google Play, or all of the above, or wherever else you may get your podcasts. And be sure to also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks. I'm Jim Dizidor, and this is Past is Prime Podcast, and I'm joined by Zach, Stephen, Melissa, and Mike Dizidor. Now, you know, we always do a who's past their prime and who's not, you know, up to date on everything, but I want to start with uh, someone not past their prime, and that's our great, great daughter of mine, Melissa Dizidor, who had her 26th birthday yesterday, so Melissa, congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. You are, of course, the best daughter I've got. Now, we do, oh, though, have someone that is past their prime. And, Stephen, I want you to uh, maybe give us the backstory of that and who is this person that is picked for past their prime. Um, so every time I come home and when I try to to call to tell you guys to pick me up at the train, no one ever answers. Right. right. And uh, You thought you'd get the hint? Uh, yeah. I had realized that Mom states that by accident, I was set on uh, hide alerts on the, <laughs> on no the iPhone. It's no accident. So that's why um, she claims it's a it was a technical difficulty, but it could be it could just not be that she's past her prime. It could be very well that she knows exactly what she did with that setting. Well, where she didn't know that she may be know. past her prime with the phone part of it. I don't think she did it deliberately. Because you are a very important part of this whole yeah. podcast, and yeah. very important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stuff, yeah. right, yeah. right. But we we've cleared it up, though, Steve. Yeah, we've cleared up the we cleared it up. So now, if it does happen again, then we have to start looking into this yeah. more well, than. This might be the last episode if next time I <laughs> right. come up to you record. Call, if you call it, you know, Easy. to record it. might be your last episode. Have our All right, and you guys can produce <laughs> we'll it without produce me. and come up with... Have a good luck with Zach as the producer. We need I, I, I need the on-air talent. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always say, you, all you guys complete that circle that we have here, so... But some are more important than the others. Well, a little more. But right now, when we're doing the podcast, you are the important part of this. Uh, we need you. That's true. Now, someone, though, that is not past this... Prime is LeBron James. Yeah. And he started this I Promise school for underprivileged children in the Akron, Ohio area, where he's from. Mm -hmm. And this man has done so much, Mm -hmm. not only on the court, but off the court for helping underprivileged families, for Mm -hmm. donating money. And what I don't get is why people still, like, get on this guy Mm -hmm. for, like, Oh, he's spending too much time with this. Why did he go to L.A.? The whole, it doesn't matter what this guy does. There's, he's still got to have haters. And I don't understand it. This school, that what he's doing, it's not only helping underprivileged children. It's helping their families. Yep. It's a food bank for people that don't, you know, don't have enough money to provide food for their children. And the guy still gets slammed. Think by about the economic development it brings to... To Akron as well, because now that you have this school, you're going to see more business investment in Akron. Right. 
It puts Akron on the map in every single way. And the guy is doing this just out of the goodness of his, his heart. heart. And I think that's the thing. I think some people don't like when uh, people with uh, you know money with a little upper hand help out. I, I think it bugs. For some reason, I right. think it bugs a Just by, I feel like there are people. some times where like celebrities, regardless of what they do, it makes them look like the phonies. Right, because it's like, oh, you know, like, like we don't, we don't care what you think about this. But he's literally just giving money to people that don't and have you can it. Go to like college in Akron for like free if you get through. Right, this. the University <laughs> of Akron. You get, you get three meals plus snacks, all free. Can, uh, counseling for not only the kids but their whole entire families. Exactly, you know? Michael. It is, it is everything we should be doing. Sounds like a real dick move to me. Right. Not only that, it's forward thinking because it's STEM focused. So yeah. it's it's for the jobs because you know we have a big problem in this country with like people aren't trained for the jobs that are available. You know, with automation and some of these right. other things coming out, the jobs are not the jobs that people like. It's new. It's newer kinds of jobs in the tech industry. And so you need to pump out more STEM students. And this school is focused on getting young kids the training for the jobs that they'll need when they're done with school. Right. This is like the most bulletproof thing I think anyone's ever done. It's like every base was covered. Like they didn't, everybody, need, they didn't need anything to chance here. I mean, they're <laughs> providing food for Because, you know, like if you don't eat like a dinner or a lunch or breakfast, you're not going to learn because you're... You're thinking, I'm starving. Yes. I need to eat. I, how can you concentrate on what's going on in the classroom? He's providing food, <laughs> books, transportation. He bikes, right? He gave bikes to all these bikes. kids. All the kids Free transportation. Right? Two miles. All these kids. Two miles. Yeah, like two miles. Yeah. There's, there's bikes. Like, it, you said that it's, it's bulletproof. It's, it's everything we should be doing as a country, and I don't want to get, you know, I don't know, whatever. Right, we're not going to get, right. But it is, it is literally, like... The American dream. Like, realize it. it. It is amazing. And, you know, there's these memes that go around Facebook and everything like that. Right. So we should treat our, and I agree with this, our public service people and, you know, military the way we treat the military, uh, the, the way we treat athletes. And uh, here's a guy who's doing the best thing with his with his podium, with his money, right. everything like that. And he's getting eaten alive. And he said and, it's the... The best thing that he's ever done. You could take the championships away, the MVPs, and whatever, because this is a legacy that's going to go on I beyond think. sport. It's it's not saying look, other people should do that have money and whatever. You do what you're going to do. But they should. Well, right, but he's just not doing it to like, hey, look at me. He's doing it to say, I want to give something back. I've got What's the money. What's the name of it, by the way? Isn't it like a it's the I Promise School. I yeah, think it's like the, I like that too. It's called the I Promise School, not the LeBron James. Everybody come to my school. <laughs> right. Like no, it's the school. To, his right. name is not right. affiliated with it at all, which is good because yeah. he's not using it just to get like you know popularity. He's right. got his career. He's got his popularity with that. This is just something he's doing. You know, right, and he picks the year he leaves Crazy. too. He doesn't need everybody in Cleveland. Like, oh, he's great. Like, he's in LA, but he's still doing it. Right, and he's just like, I don't need the fame every day. Just and who's to say he won't do it in, let's say, oh, yeah, Los oh, Angeles? He's, he's probably there. take it everywhere. If, if this goes, you could build this out all over the country. Well, like, right, this. this is what like in our country right now. The biggest part, like, I think a lot of what we have. And I'm not. I don't mean to make like. I'm not saying anything. But what I'm saying is. We are partially, like, our country's kind of, like, in a panic because 
a lot of the like the world's changing very rapidly with technology, and our policymakers, both sides, right. haven't really caught up to the real challenges that people face now. Like you can get a college degree, but if it's not in the right field, it's going to be tough to find work because of like there's robots, there's these other things. So you need to get people ready for those jobs. And LeBron James is doing more than <laughs> Republicans and Democrats, Democrats. combined, basically, and to make sure that kids can compete. That, like, hey, there is hope and if he's, you study, if you work hard. There's a pathway to... He's giving him self-esteem, too. Exactly. Like, you know, I, it, I can learn. You know, rather than, oh, I can't do it, I'm going to fall behind or whatever. This is what it's there for. If you're lagging behind, if you're not, like, the super student... Right. ...because of certain situations you may have at home mm-hmm. or you may have some issues or whatever, they're going to take you and focus on you... To help you, not to make that they're soft, these kids, mm-hmm. or that they they just don't want to learn. Everybody wants to learn. Mm-hmm. But if you're not given the opportunity to learn, mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing. Like dyslexia you had, Zach. It was misdiagnosed for a while. We didn't know what was going on, you know, whatever. Now, kids like that aren't going to be sticky. Oh, there's a stick. Oh, this, this guy or this girl can't learn. She's, you know, or he's this way. They're going to take you and say it's all right. We're going to teach you. We'll go slower. You know, it's not like accelerating it wherever. They want these kids to learn, feel good about themselves. And like I said, when you eat, when you get, and you know your parents are, are, are he's even trying to place some parents into jobs and things like that to help them look for work. That's what weighs on your child every day too, thinking, Absolutely. well, where's my mom? Is she okay? My dad, is he all right? He's taking everything into consideration. Like you said, this is like, this is a this no-brainer. Is, this, this is like what, a Nobel Peace Prize type of yeah, thing, you know. And this is what makes America great. still not better. This is what we need because Jordan has six things. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. Yeah, right. That's, that's what we'll bring up. Yeah, how many like, schools have you made, Jordan? Exactly. Yeah, how much? He's still. It doesn't matter. He still got it. There's still the haters, it, which I don't get. Think about the dignity of this school too, because it's state of the art. It's yep. like, and because it's underprivileged kids, sometimes the problem with. The education, you got teachers really working hard in those districts. Exactly. It's just the problem is, is sometimes the schools are completely underfunded. They don't look very well. You don't have a ton of dignity when you go there. Now, when you go to this school, you're going to like you strive get, to really be, you know, to, to, to be your best. You, you want to learn. You want to do better. He's given a group of people a whole new mindset to think of. Before, they couldn't really think about their education as something attainable. Right. And now they can. Before they had to worry about, you know, their next meal or, you know, where their mom, like you said. Right. They couldn't worry about their education. Now that's something that they actually can think about and some a goal that they could set for themselves. And what's great too, like, to pick up on that, they're going to go, if they get through this, they're going to be able to go to college. Yeah. Which yeah, is for like, free. for free, where you can do great from kindergarten to 12th mm-hmm. grade, but we don't have the money to go, or we have to put ourselves in debt to go. He's taking that part of the equation out, saying, you do your work, you come, it's like, I don't want to say it's a job because it's a learning thing, but it's, it is, he's also giving you that mindset. If I do my job every day, if I come in and prepare because he's making that right. way, he's setting that, that I, I can go on and, and better myself also, even more. It also helps the community a lot, too, because it's not like... Not like this would be a bad thing either if it was free college, like for wherever. But it's you get free college to the Akron like school, like the official like one. So it's right, like University of Akron, keeping yeah. the kids local 
in the sense of now they're learning all these skills and doing that, and now they're not just oh they're going to LA doing this like they're yeah, staying exactly in, right. in the states exactly, too. and that's like the biggest part of some of these communities and why the 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 wealth is concentrated in so few parts of the place right. because they have the universities on the coasts. You have in Massachusetts, you have right. Harvard, you have. You know, uh, MIT, MIT, right, and then Dartmouth, all the Silicon Valley, we have Stanford right there. This is saying in Akron, we're going to invest in students, right? And then once you have the educated population, the businesses are going to want to invest. You get doctors, lawyers from this that that they'll want to stay to give back to that school, to that community. And think about like the people living paycheck to paycheck there. Think you're already getting free like. Transportation if you're in two miles, free bikes for the kids, free like think about how much money they're saving per week not making lunches for their kids. You right. know, they have lunches and snacks. It's like they're also taking pressure off of the parents like financially. Just because now you have everything there. And and he's also it's innovative in the sense that the school days are longer, so it keeps the kids right in so after school they have more programs available. Exactly. It keeps them off the streets right. and away from some of the other the other you know, elements the other that things happen, that and the parrots know where they are, exactly. which is a great thing too. Like they're like latchkey kids used to be, right? right. Where you come home, the parrots are working. What are those kids doing for those three or four hours? Now they know. Hey, and they'll want to stay, and they're going to get education. They're going to social activities together. You know, it's it's, it's all encompassing. It's, it's not so just true. education too. It's for, you know, it's everything mm-hmm. to make you better in every way. You know what I mean? So these kids aren't just going home and like, what do I do? What am I going to do? They've got somebody there all the time to look after them, and, and it's, it's, it's. I I don't even see. I can't even see I, the I, downside I, anyway. I can't even like. I'm like, what, what can possibly be? He be criticized? Like, there, there's there there is nothing, and it, it just goes James. to show. Yeah, LeBron James. It just so. goes to show how. This reflects on the critics way more than it reflects on right. oh, James and, and everything he does. It's just that I do feel that sometimes people like to be cruel. Or, it, or it's just well, people there's, like there's to a, build up. There's like, obviously it a everywhere. system in place. You know, there's people at the bottom and people at the top. Who wants people at the bottom to get to the top? Well, LeBron James does. Yeah. That's, right. that's, like that's he, what makes me feel great. That's the thing. Like, if you're like he is, tr- he is somebody. And by the way, just about LeBron James, real quick. This guy came from nothing. Right. He didn't have any of this. He came no. from a single parent home right. in the inner city of Akron. This guy made himself not just the greatest basketball player of all time, in my opinion, and many people's opinion. This podcast opinion. This podcast opinion. But he's also Warren Buffett has credit, crit, and Warren Buffett knows a thing or two about making money. Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> you're he, right. He complimented LeBron James' business acumen. Right. So the guys combined his unique, in my opinion, singular basketball ability with a rare business acumen to make himself a multi-hundred millionaire, self-made, and then do something like this. Right. He's, he's one of the few people who actually say, I, I built myself in, a, in he America. Did. He did. He didn't he, get a loan from he dad is, for $2 million. When you, yeah. you, you, he is the American dream, this guy. Yes. I came from where I came from, humble beginnings, but mother that showed me how to work hard, and now look what he's done. And he's giving back. Mm-hmm. He could just be in his mansion yep. in L.A. now doing, you know, just saying, hey, I'm whatever. I'm out for me. I'm going to be a movie star now, whatever. Well, yeah, I was going to say, think of all he does besides that. He runs an agency, basically, where he had, like, I remember a while ago, like, when uh, 
what was it, Johnny Manziel was on the Browns stuff, but, like, any Cleveland athlete, he would, like, sign to, like, his agency. Right. He has, like, his entertainment now where he's in movies. He's doing this at the school. It's, like, besides being the best basketball player ever, he's also the best in, like, every other, like, last, last he's podcast. one of the best human beings. Yeah. yeah. I think. I, I mean, we have to give him credit because this one, and I appreciate like, what can he do other than this? This is, like, such, like, one of the greatest things I, that's ever been done. <laughs> I, I, I want to see how this is going to go. I really want this to be all the success in the world. I want everyone to see that this is the model that we need to right. look at, not this. We should fail at students, and college should be unattainable right. to everybody. Because that's the way college felt for me. And I came from a very strong, good family. Mm-hmm. For people who came anything less than that. I, I wish imagine. all you guys could have had a school like that. Yeah. I think we all would have benefited from it even more. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, you know, smaller classroom size, spending time with them, not being a stigma, you know, like, oh, they're not going to learn. Put them over there. Or, you know, this is inclusionary. It's trying to say you can succeed rather than push them through, just let them go. It's not and our problem. Or fail. Like- yeah, yeah, like or, you're or right. fail just right. because it's from like a lower income place for like people who can't really afford it doesn't mean it's like that. Like this should be a model for everywhere, even if there right. are like you know like how we came from right. Bruce. Like there's schools that we like we we weren't like the lowest. Other you know, like we're not in Akron, like the poor parts of that. But it, you don't need to be in these low income like horrible like neighborhoods to have this. Like this should no. be the like the staple everywhere, like going forward. This could just help anybody. The most powerful country on earth should educate like this. And this is, this is right. just, everything about this makes me very happy. And we spent all last week talking about what's LeBron going to do. I and we didn't think about this. I for like people to admit that like, if you know that you can do, you can be somebody like LeBron James and do this and it works better than most of the stuff that we have going on right now. You know, I because, think it's a really hard thing for people to admit. Well, you know why? I think you're right because he's made it simple, though. He's just yeah. saying, look, we need to give them nutrition. We need to give them an opportunity to learn. We need to help let them see if they have an issue. We just don't let them be put in a, in a separate classroom. Right. We work with them. We realize that there's a lot of things going on in the country and in the world that we can solve the little problems before they become big problems. Then we hear like, oh, well, there's, you know, the, the, these kids can turn to, you know, drugs or alcohol or whatever. This is showing the path that you work hard, anything good can come from it. And it's, it, it gives you a chance of hope yeah. when, you know, where and it's not like, well, I'm not going to go anywhere. What's the what's the point? And the fact that it's focused on STEM and not just, you know, oh, athletics. Fine. Right. It's good because not, yeah. no one's going to be LeBron James, but you might be able to pull out of this class the next great programmer, yep. then a, you know, a doctor, anything like that. Right. And that's what we need. Podcaster. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's not leave that out. Well, it, I'm glad you brought that up because LeBron James, years ago, I heard him saying that we don't need more LeBron James. We need more doctors. We need more lawyers. Right. We need more computer programmers, and that's what this is all about. And that's it is. And this too is like the NBA in general seems to be so progressive in everything. Like there's you know what they do. Like their their players seem to be more socially conscious. There they. But they don't have the issues that the NFL does with if they take a stand for something or whatever. 
the league seems to embrace this type of stuff rather than there being a, a division of. We hear Mark Cuban saying, what a great idea this is. It's not owners saying, well, he's just being, you know, it's owners from, from another team saying right. that this is good, that this is great. Other players like uh, Steph Curry said, this is unbelievable. Yep. You know, um, mm-hmm. so when you have that unity too, with the th- it might mean that maybe more players will do it, not only in the NBA, but maybe they can get with other athletes from different, I remember, like in the '60s, when the, the the movement was going on with racial inequality, and you had Jim Brown and Bill Russell and Muhammad Ali working together to say, you know what, we are going to take a stand. We right. are going to do was something. That summit, right. Right. If yeah. you don't, you know, if you have this, that we can make a change from certain things and not make people feel that well, this is your lot in life and you can't get better. Where they said then, no, you can get better from it, and LeBron's taking it. Like, to the nth degree with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can learn. We can help you. It doesn't mean just because you come from less than what other people do that you can succeed. And that's what I think is an amazing thing what about it. you said, it. too, with the other, like, Mark Cuban, he owns who? The Mavs. Not the Mavs, right. I was saying, like, it's good. There's an owner who's... LeBron's right. never been on the Mavs, and it's another owner from another team. And think about, like, the storyline in the NBA. If there's anybody that, like, would quote-unquote, like, hate LeBron, it'd be Curry, because, you know, they're always right. on the right. other side of that. But, you know, they're, at the end of the day, there's, like, people, and he's like, no, this is a great idea. It's, like, it's good because the league doesn't, like, have these divisions, like you say. Like, Mark Cuban, an owner in another team, is saying this. It's right. Crazy. These guys to, are all... doesn't have to be my guys on my team. Like, this is just good for everybody. Mm-hmm. There does seem to be a consciousness in the NBA that isn't the other... The other leagues right Any now. of the other leagues, period. Yeah, and right. But I think, we, I think again, credit has to go to LeBron James because he is such a singular star, right. and he sets such a great example that all these leagues. Yes, you have commissioners and everything and owners, but it's it's always driven by the talent on the field or mm-hmm. the court or the rink or whatever. And LeBron James is the biggest talent in sports. Yes. I think probably the biggest star in oh, sports, absolutely. right? Like. Maybe Tiger Woods when he comes makes his comeback when he when he was yeah but nobody's done this part no. of it off I mean they've all had their little charity you know, I don't mean right. little charity but they all have their charities and whatever but he's taking his money right and saying here I here it is here's right. what I'm doing this I want to help help the people in my hometown I want to help and and show that it can be done and this may open up for other things to be done like this or get you know educators to look at it and say, hey, wow, look at that. Maybe we could start school early or whatever. It, it, you know, this, it's, it's a brilliant idea. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And, what, no, no, and I was just going to say that the, the, all I'm saying is that, you know, look, I think the league, the NBA, gets to kind of follow his lead. Yeah. Because he sets, he sets the agenda. He sets, for sports, he's the biggest ticket in all of sports, I think. Absolutely. And the fact that he steps out there and does these great things. It's easier for Steph Curry, for, you know... Chris Paul. Chris, but Chris Paul, another great guy. You know, the NBA has some really special people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The NBA has some really special Well, there are forward-thinking leagues. Yes. More like, they they're, they act rather than react. To yes. Even, even, and not to, to pivot off it, but even the gambling thing that they're doing yeah, now is, they're, they're going to give real-time injuries reports on their NBA players and the WNBA, and they, they partnered, partnered with MGM mm-hmm. and resorts, I believe it is, yep. to say, like, we're going to, you know, so they'll know when they're doing the lines and whatever, but the commissioner, Adam Silver, of the NBA said, hey, it's here. They're going to, it's gambling. 
it's coming. Where the other leagues are like, Ooh, what do we what do we do? They're like, okay, we're not only we're going to know that it's coming, we're going to partner with uh, a major casinos to get this, you know, to get all our, our our facts out to the public as quick as we can to you know to make it inform better, whatever. Right. Where other leagues are like, oh, I don't. Should we? Could we? I don't know. You know, the, the NBA. I'm telling everything the NBA does seems to just be fall right in the place. It's it's amazing. I think in the next five to ten years, you're going to see the NBA is the biggest sport in the country. I, I think football. Well, it's second now. So right. yeah, I, I think yeah. it's going to usurp football. I think football has so many structural. I still love football. I think football, but it has so many structural issues with it that football I could see becoming like a regional sport where you love your regional team you don't it care that come much like about Major League Baseball right could that, like I, I could see that I think football has a and but it's football the thing is I actually read a really good article about this like this season is it's like it's kind of a turning point for it oh because there is so many train wrecks happening at once yes. in the league and they are, they are just looking back where the NBA is looking moving for exactly and, and I think that you know listen I never I never cared about basketball actually really not for like the past two years, I started watching games right. more. But now, just like with the way the league is, like I started caring about football. But at a time when football just seems to be like to, like it's hard to like what's going on in football. But what's going on in basketball, I feel great watching right. and, and feel like wow, these these people deserve some accolades. And this is and, this and it's I'm, I'm not saying like there's a lot of entrepreneurial perfect. football players who do absolutely not going to shame the league. You know, people playing at all. Absolutely not. But there's it seems that the owners and the players in the NBA want to work together. It's moving in one direction. Where there's a, a rift of there's always something in the NFL where it's the players are over here, the owners are over here. And never the twain shall meet. You know what I mean? There's always like there's got to be a, an I issue feel with that. Terrible for NFL players. After oh, seeing how like just absolutely. everything that happens, to them, I absolutely feel that it's not absolutely. about the players; it's more about the ownership and the, yes. and, the and the league and, itself. And and, it, and the, the the point you brought up earlier is really valid. Is that the and and you brought it up as well. The 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 forward thinking of the the the, the leadership in the NBA, right? And you touched on this too. The NFL seems to be solving problems that have already. Right, they're, they're, and they're once you're trying to do that, you're going to make a mistake somewhere because you're alienating some part of like, oh, do we do we move in this direction and alienate some right. of the older fans are trying to bring the people? And then when you're trying to solve a problem that's already happening, you've lost. And the NBA is moving forward, whereas right. the NFL, you have to get you're you're way behind on some of the things they you tried mean, to. They failed on how to deal with domestic abuse. They still don't have a real program right. in place. They've botched uh, the CTE thing. Right. Obviously, they're caught up in a very divisive political moment. Right. Not taking a stand. I'm just saying right. the NFL is caught or up even more now than any other sport is caught up in the divide in the country. Right. And they don't know because they pick one side, they alienate because the Because they're still the biggest at this point, so yes. you pick on the biggest. And the Absolutely. thing is, you've got billionaires that own these teams that have been supposedly brilliant in, in starting businesses and, and making businesses work. But when it comes to owning teams, they seem to like lose their their business sense that they don't know how to handle things. Where like they do in business know how to make money. But when they get a team it seems like they they bring up a problem that's seemed to have been put on the back burner and bring it to the front burner again and going, Well why are you even dealing with that right certain issues now? Why don't you just leave it alone? Let it simmer and and try to work. They don't work together. Right. When you come up with a certain policy that they have now, which we don't want to get into a big point right. about it, 
the NBA brings in their players. Right. The NFL says, let's get all our millionaires around a table and see what's best for us. Yeah. But let's not worry about the players. Right. Where the NBA says, let's get our billionaires around a table, but let's bring our other the other billionaires yeah, that are coming in too. Yeah. Because they make a good salary in the NBA, tremendous, but they put out a product that people want to see. And that's what they're smart enough to say. If we work together, like the LeBron James School, if you work together to get things to, to go forward, it's going to be a lot better than... Oh, we're going to bump heads. Right. We don't, well, yeah. We're going to come up with a policy. You're going to follow it. We're not going to include you in this. It doesn't make any sense to me. Is the NBA's commissioner still the one that took over after the whole thing that happened to the Clippers owner? I, I'm yeah, Donald Sterling. Yeah, yeah, he's the one who took over. Adam Silver. Yeah, Adam, yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy has been... Adam Sterling's great. Adam Silver. Adam, Adam Silver. Silver, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's been great. Like, everything that he's done since he's taken over has been, like... the. This is when I've started paying attention to the league, and he really just seems well because to I think the players work work with, with him. him. Yeah, he listens. And it's, you know, it's, it's and it's a very it's it's the second most popular sport I think now. Uh, still, the NFL yeah. is popular, and the no. NFL, you know, like the NFL gets ripped, but still people. Oh, the NFL is still the biggest draw. I'm just saying, still the I see draw. it's the mind. Oh, the no, it could anything could happen when you're that when you're on the top of the mountain. It's like anything else. You know, you, if you're a celebrity or the big star, you make one bad movie. You got to prove yourself all over, exactly. and that's what's happening now. They just like, keep you know, making bad they've movies, become, right? Right. They keep they've making bad movies. Their problem, and I remember Cuban was talking about this a couple of years ago, that football. One of its problems is oversaturation. All right. They're doing two, like the Thursday night games started off cool. You have them every week, right? But then it's like, wait, we got Thursday night. Like it used to be before. I think it was 2012. That Thursday night football was only after Thanksgiving. Right. It was only like for the home stretch. Right. But then starting, I think, in the 2012 season, it started to be Thursday night football every week. Right. And that's driven down the product because, right. A, it's oversaturated. You used to have a lock on one day of the week, Sunday, plus one Monday night game. You had everything leading up to that. But now you, it's more fragmented. There's less hype built into it. And the Thursday night games. A kind of crud. Some of them are because crud. there's only two or three days of rest in between. How do you get prepared for it? You still have right. bodies hurt, and you know? you know, too, if you get stars hurt in the NFL, like with Adam Aaron Rodgers was out right for half the or more than half the season or about half the season, you're not going to care about as much about the Packers because it's Aaron Rodgers is quarterback driven, and people know Aaron Rodgers. Like Melissa, you know who Aaron Rodgers is, even though he's the quarterback of the. But he does all those uh, state. What is it? All state or state farm? Listen, does not know who Aaron. Do you know who Aaron? Oh, you don't, don't know who Aaron. I thought you saw him the most commercial. <laughs> Sorry, but I thought she might know from the, his because he's a, a marketable right. guy though that they have. You know Rob Gronkowski though, the Patriots, right? Melissa, oh, they know who Kenny Rogers is. You know who Kenny <laughs> Rogers is. <laughs> okay, okay. I because they try to push some stars out the NFL a little bit, but they need. Listen, do you know who LeBron James is? That's actually the only one I do know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA is the head of the NFL. Melissa knows when you're playing. I went over to your house the first okay. time and they were watching basketball. I'm like, is that LeBron James? There and you go. Like, okay. I know him. So I that's a good him. point then. They, they're, they even are able to market their stars, I guess, maybe even a little bit better than... But he's he can cross all... So what lines you, LeBron James. At what point do you take Roger Goodell out back and just say it's time to old yell at this guy and put somebody who actually has a, an original thought in his head? Well, he just signed a, a three-year extension for forty fair, million dollars. To be right? fair to Roger Goodell, he's in a really. Uh, I'm not defending some. I think you know, obviously, been wrong, but 
that's a tough job. It's a tough and, job. And he has to deal with egos in the end. And not that, not that the NBA doesn't have egos, but when you have to deal with people like Jerry Jones, who really... The people, that's the key to the league. It's, it's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is the commissioner runs, of the yeah, league. It's not... That's, that's the rap. It's not... He's the shadow commissioner of the, of the NFL. But then, so he's like basically saying one thing and doing another? Because well, isn't he like pretending to be progressive now, Jerry Don't Jones? forget... Don't forget, though, that the commissioner works for the owners. Right. right. They the the commissioner of the league is installed by the owner, right. so he he has he has to please them, so or they can. You're going to give me forty million a year and a private jet to use. You're not going to come down hard on those owners and say. Exactly. I mean, he did come down on Robert Kraft with the Tom Brady, you know, the the Flade Gate. He did come down with Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys with the six game suspension he got and and, and things like that. But what was that suspension for? That domestic was abuse, domestic right? it was, uh, yeah, it was domestic dispute. The, domestic dispute, but there was no you know clear cut evidence. I, and I'm not saying that they're right. right. It's something because I, I don't want to get. That's why the Cowboys were upset because they're not saying it didn't. It, I'm sure it could have. There's no doubt. Right. About I don't it. want to get either party upset, but I think the issue was more like, hey, you know what? Was there the hard evidence? Is, and, and, and this many games too, because normally it's four. He got. I believe he got six. He I got think. six. He so, what's your policy? Then is it three? Is it four? Is it six? Well, there's no and, consistency in the league, and that, that's it. right. Well, they tr- right. the thing is they tried to get ahead of how to deal with domestic abuse, and they with the Ray Rice thing, and they fumbled it. And they, every single no term. pun intended, they fumbled the ball all oh, time on that. One. Absolutely, you know what I mean. That, that National Fumble League, man. The National that's Fumble it. League when it came to that's that. All they're that's doing right what, now. That's what really you know, and then they get a black eye because when you're the king of the hill. When you're the best, whether you're like in any profession, if you're you know a great actor, actress, whatever, you make the one bomb like we talked about. Oh, they're done. Well, they're the NFL finished. is Johnny Depp right now. The, the NFL, NFL is, is yeah, it's right. just making the 15th Pirates of the Caribbean movie that nobody right. wants. Well, and the, the, Melissa, to, back me up. To me, the, the, yeah. the and that I, I don't know if you, but uh, to me, I think the product has diminished the last couple of years. The games haven't been as good. I think some of the rules are inconsistent. Well, that's the other I think thing, so. it kind of chops up the play that it doesn't work out. I think the way that the the commercial there's like you there's a kickoff, you run you run back right. the kickoff, you got 3 minutes of commercials. Right. Then all of a sudden, you know, well the rules changes are a big thing the too rule because changes. you know, it, it's such a it's it's hard to officiate a game that moves that fast. Absolutely. That's the the part of it too. And then now leading with the crown of the head. Yeah, you know, the, crown, the crown of the helmet rather. Was that hard hit? That now is, a penalty, right? Like it, it, and if you duck your head, if you're running back now, running through a hole, that could be a penalty on the offensive yeah. side. And they also brought this up. Let's say you quarterback sneak, you have to put your head down. You can't quarterback sneak with your right. head up. So would that be a penalty then for trying to get that one yard? But you're leading with the crown of your helmet going across the line of scrimmage to get that one, either the touchdown or that one yard you need. So the rules are so it's incongruent. You don't know what. The, right. the article I read, they, they brought in players from, I can't remember what team, to look at what is going to be some of the regulations for the season. Right. And they said they couldn't tell any difference between two tackles. They didn't know what was fair and what was unfair. And right. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about right now, but this is what the players were saying. They right. couldn't tell what was... A well, they game. talked about it on the first preseason game that they just played. Like, that, that's a penalty? Right. Because if you're running at a top speed, and these guys are absolutely you know marvelous athletes, so you're running like this, like straight across, and all of a sudden the receiver like puts his head down because he's getting tackled by someone else. Now his head is down. You're coming across where you think his head is. 
It's lower, so your helmet hits his helmet. Now it's a penalty where a second ago before, his head was above and you're going with leading with your shoulder. Now his head is dropped, your head's dropped, and there's a penalty there. It's, it's incredible of, uh, to, for this. To, and to yeah, me, it's, a dip, it's such, such a difficult thing. Be honest, so there's no way to fully prevent CT. This is what's going to happen, but the rules of the game are right. this. The, the, they're trying to have it where, okay, they, they tried to, like, well, they did a bad job in getting the public information about CTEs. Yes. So now they're trying to adjust the rules, but they're also trying to say, oh, well, CTE is not really a big issue for football players. You know, I've heard people say, you know, some of the higher-ups that, you know, football players aren't any more likely to get this than anybody else, which is a lie, a bold-faced lie. Obviously, there's a link between playing football and CTE. But then on top of that, then they're adjusting the rules to prevent CTE, though they say it's, it's not a problem. So... They need to be more upfront about, yes, there's inherent risks in playing football. We get that. How do we, do we educate people to tackle a certain way? Do we, and they're trying to do that. But then to, to add legislation to it where, you know, this is a penalty, this isn't a penalty, it, 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 it becomes almost too, too confusing. Yep. Like if you, it's almost like if you hit, I remember watching Monday Night Football a couple years ago. Russell Wilson got hit really hard. It was a perfect right. tackle. Right. He got hit really hard. Exactly. It was a flag. Well, so no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's, I, mean, it's, I mean, I just, I think it's it's lessening the, the well. There was a player quality of watching the Minnesota Viking safety Andrew Sendejo. I believe that's how it's pronounced. S e n d e j o wore a hat that read "Make Football Violent Again" because he's like, you know what? Let's just play, right? We, you know what I mean? Because we don't know. Yeah, you're trying to take a game that is extremely physical. Like by barbaric in nature, you know. I mean, you're going to get hit on every play. You know, you know that's happened. Offensive line, something's going to happen. To try to say we're going to clean it up and make it, there is no. This is a lose lose for the NFL. There's no way you're going to make it safe unless you play in bubble wrap or nobody plays with helmets. Trying to, you can't do it. Hockey's a violent sport too. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot, but they get two minutes off the ice once in a while. Then another group comes on. Sometimes you've got 15, 18 play drives. Boom, you're pounding. You're getting hit. You're getting tackled. You're worn down from, you know, if you get an 80-yard drive and, and 15 plays, and it's starting in September, it's hot. You're, you know, you may just drop a little bit because you are you can't stay that physically strong for a 15-play drive. You're going to have that, maybe that guy duck his mm-hmm. head a little bit. Nobody wants to watch flag football. And this is like watching uh, NASCAR without the promise or the idea of there might be a car crash. That's right. Like that's and you you can't take the car crash out of NASCAR. You can't. That's what makes athletics interesting, I guess. But well, that's what made football for, for, for the purest of it. That's yeah, what made it's it. But the savagery. When you've got people thinking, "Oh, this is an injury waiting to happen," or this guy could get CT. Before it was like, "Oh, he's going to break a leg," or "Is he going to be par?" You know, what I mean, that's yeah, what it was. It, like. Nobody thought about CTE thirty years ago, forty years ago. It was all like. Oh my God! Is this guy going to get up from that injury? Is he going to? Is his knee shot? Is his arm shot? Is the leg? now it's like, well, who's going to be feeling that in the morning? Yeah, you know, right. I mean, is he going to be? How many guys are concussion-like syndrome now that he's going to have? Or ten years down the road, he's going to be, you know, walking around in a circle in the house. You know, that's what people. It's much more awareness from it, where you don't have that in some other hockey. You do. Uh, there's still like you know. Sidney Crosby, I think, leads the league in concussion. That guy seems to get one. I mean, he's had a ton of them. But, you know, but you don't hear a lot about it. But football is, you know, yeah, the, the key of the world. 
in a way, it is its own worst. Yeah, I think it's its own worst timing because it's it's having an identity crisis and it's not handling anything correctly. Right and now. these problems are all short term. The real long term problem is less and less kids are playing football. Right. So you're going to get a smaller talent pool. And if less, like if you're a really good athlete and you're good, maybe you have some skills that are translate to football. You, but you prefer basketball. You prefer baseball. You prefer to not be in a contact sport. That's a loss for the league if your best young talent isn't playing the sport. Eventually, well, if you get Florida, Texas, and California to still play, those are the oh, talent pools. Of, of course. But you're talking about the rest of the country. And some of the schools, you know, but are thinking, do we, do we, you know, keep it? You know what I mean? Because the parent, you know, to the, the high school level or and the coaching in those levels, too, you've got to think about, too, how it, it, it starts at the lowest level. You yep. teach these guys how to play the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to say, Eyes up, you know, head up, wrap up. But but when you're in that, you just kind of it's it's exactly. you can say that. But when you're in that moment, right, you're going to go on instinct. When somebody's coming at you full speed, who has a field that's fifty three and a half, uh, what is it yards wide, 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 right, and they're fast and quick, they can make a move to get you. You're going to do whatever you can as Absolutely. a defensive player to get your arms around and bring the guy down. And players want to play. They're yeah. going to they're still going to try to hide. Injuries because they know. I know. I mean, they cut practice time, so you don't. Have, you only have one practice. Remember when we used to go to my, like Giants camp? Remember when we went to Giants camp? Yeah. They, we, I, we'd have you like two. I'd have you out there from like nine till twelve, and then we'd bring you back from three to six in that heat. And you guys would be like, but we'd watch it just to get autographs and stuff. Now they get the one practice a day. Yeah. So they can't really teach as much as they used to uh, teach it, and you got to hope that. And, and injuries occur either way. You know, some of these injuries are happening to players. It's not even head now. It's, it's right. you know, torn ACL or this guy. You know, are they in shape? Are they football shape? It's, it's hard. I'd argue that that's a big problem because now that they're practicing less, yeah. by the time they get to the game, they're not as ready to play the game because they practice less. It's like if you went to see a Broadway show and there was less rehearsal time. Right. By the time you if, – if they weren't as rehearsed as they need to be, the product – the show's not going to be great. Right. And the NFL is kind of to, is missing numbers or missing notes. On, right. You know, well, the, but the other side is how much do we practice them until we lose these guys? They're not going to expand the rosters. They're not going to put more guys on. They're not going to pay more people to do right. it. So you have that issue too. And But you can also have big stars get hurt in preseason games or whatever. And then, I mean, imagine if, let's say, you lost the NFL, lost it. You know, and I'm not wishing this on anybody. Let's say they lost Brady, Manning. Uh, Rodgers from these like big teams. Like, Tom Brady wasn't going to play this year, right? or Rodgers got hurt again. Eli Manning's not playing for the Giants. The league, you know, is they're the like, three of the biggest. You know, you also have Russell Wilson. If they lose their quarterbacks, it's like you say, people are going to be turning on for one reason: who's my fantasy? What my fantasy That's team? It. That's it. They're not. They're going to go to the red zone. They're not going to watch that game. Yep. You know, what I mean, you're going to watch the stars. It's like any sport. You know, you're going to see Pittsburgh Penguins. They don't have Crosby and Malkin. You're going to be like, oh, I'm watching it tonight because what do I care? And, and the and big guys aren't there. You've got to have the stars. Steven used to come over to the house, uh, to my house, and we would watch football together. And then we were watching, like, games, which you really liked, and then the red zone. Mm-hmm. And I hated the red zone because there's yeah. no narrative to the red zone. It's just, this guy's about to go. This guy's about to go. I can't stand that. But if that's the way the league's going, that's like you're losing, I think, the best part of the game. Because when we'd watch Monday Night Football and the Giants are playing, it's like, 
you know, your team's playing. You want to see what they do. And that, I don't know if I, if I like that really. Well, you know why the red zone was brought up for fantasy. You get fantasy. fantasy. Because look at the scrolls on the bottom of the, te- the television, even on every sport. You know, two for four, this player went in baseball, went two for four. Oh, I got him in my fantasy sacks. league. He had a home run. That's points for me or whatever. Yeah. They do it on everything. The fantasy drafts at hockey or football or whatever. That's a billion dollars. I mean, more than billions of dollars. I mean, tens of billions of dollars for, for gambling across the country. And that's what get oh, yeah. people into it. And, and that's what the league has, has partnered with it. You know, that's an important part of, the, of all sport. Mm-hmm. Is how much they can make from it, and merchandising too. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a big part of it too. If you don't have your stars playing, you don't care. It's like you say, you got you go to a play and you got the understudy, you're not going to be as happy seeing the understudy as you are seeing Tom Brady or Eli or whatever. You know, being the the, you know, be, that's what you want to see on those games. It's quarterback driven league, and if they're not good, the play's not good, or the the teams are injured. Well, if you go see Hamilton and you see Lin Manuel Ortega instead of Lin Manuel Miranda, it's <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little a little different. Well, you know, let me, let me tell you this: there was one night where William Shatner understudied for Chris Plummer, and that was the night that Shatner became Shatner. So, well, you, you, you never always know that, what could there's happen. There's always that one in a well, million. Christopher Plummer is also a far superior. superior. I'm dressed uh, as Chris Plummer right now. Oh, yeah. You do look a lot I also just want to address something real quick. Go ahead. Uh, it's not that I don't go to your house anymore. Like, there's not beef. It's just I don't live close. Oh, no, no. I, no, I know. I'm just, I want the I'm, listeners. Oh, the, the listeners should get us. Where's the beef? No, it's not that there's any beef. I just don't live in Bruce. That's not like yeah, I no. Well, that's why Stephen moved to Yes. Stephen didn't want to watch football. Yeah. Stephen didn't want to watch football anymore. I don't want to talk to anyone. Well, I don't want to say anything, but Michael's also moved up to Poughkeepsie. So it's, there's really maybe a big Riff that I'm not aware. I mean, we have to have We're a, all moving away. We, don't we do this podcast just to and say after the podcast time. discussion about family. I think maybe we'll have See. to do our next podcast about our next podcast. But there's one thing we can agree on: with LeBron James. Absolutely. Yes. Well, there's there's three things I like to track that we all that we all agree on. Well, we we all like the New York Rangers. That's that's our favorite right. team mm-hmm. that we can all agree on. LeBron I think James. Melissa, that's her favorite of all. Yes, yeah, that's Melissa's favorite. Melissa's always team. talking Rangers hockey, right? Oh, yeah. you know, I love Le- it. Le- yeah, Le- LeBron James, and of course the music of Bruno Mars. Oh, we, yeah, we all yeah. we all like those those yeah, 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 three yeah. things. Everything else we got a fracture. We did, you know, and I I don't like to to pivot out, but we haven't talked about power. Oh yeah, oh. Gotta, oh, yeah I just okay. want to say to Mike. I took the wrong time since to use the bathroom. Have, since you haven't gotten into it yet, you missed Kendrick Lamar. Yes, who I guessed, was told about that. Uh, guest uh, appeared on the show. That's crazy. And I he was... Is he good? Now, I don't know. No, no, look, oh, my God. I know, I'm, you know, I'm a 50 Cent man, all right? Yeah. So that's my rapper ability. That, and I know, of course, Eminem. So Jay-Z. Jay-Z also I know, of course, I know Jay-Z. You used to have Jay-Z as a ringtone. I did use when I had my... You had me one and only show Show me what you got as your ringtone. That's... But yeah, I don't want to leave Jay Z out. That's a he's going to Hollywood on me. Yeah. So, but anyway, so I'm watching this and I'm going, man, this guy is really good. He's playing like this, coked out, spaced out, and, and at the end, you see guest star Kendrick Lamar and uh, Mom goes or Liz, my wife goes, "Holy Christmas, that's Michael's favorite rapper." And I'm like. Kendrick Lamar, are you sure? Is Kendrick Lamar your favorite rapper? Yeah, I mean, him okay. and J. Cole are like tied. 
Gotcha. But, yeah, but I uh, know. But, but the fact that mom even yeah, remembered. She knew the name. And she's like, and didn't she text you like right after, like the next day? She texted me about my phone was dead. So then, like, she texted me the immediately the episode ended. But then when I didn't respond, because like I said, my phone was dead, she called me and was like, you like Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> right. And she was like flipping out. She's like, you gotta watch Power. Mm. Did, you, did you watch the last episode with Kendrick Lamar? Was in? I haven't watched the last one, no. I watched well, everybody's a band new shit, Melissa, you're my only hope on this one. I know. I watch power. You gotta get on that power. Well, you, you gotta get on the power train. train. Yeah, yeah, do, do, do you oh, think? I'm telling you right now. Do you think you Kendrick earned his Pulitzer Prize for uh, his uh, his role in uh, in power? Yeah, his album Damn got a Pulitzer Prize. Nice. Well, it, 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 I, nice. yeah. JP Power and Associates also rated very The high. funny thing about that is. Liz, my wife, knew that. Yeah. I'm like, you got a pure, I, 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 really? Yeah, I thought he was talking about uh, your buddy Nas, right? Isn't there that rap? There is Nas. That had that great, what was the album? The that? Illmatic. Illmatic. Illmatic, right. I thought that's who she was getting confused, because didn't he, like, that's like the ultimate of ultimate albums for... for he he uh, performed that, isn't in, that in like, Washington with the National Orchestra. I, Nas's Illmatic is, is widely... Is that the quintessential, like, that's what that's, everyone shoots for? That's probably, I mean, that, yes, the mainstream thought in hip-hop is that that's the greatest hip-hop album of all time, or in the top right. five. My favorite Nas album is It Was Written. I take a slightly different approach. I really love uh, It Was Written, but Ill- Illmatic is a great... But was, a great that his, was that his... That's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. That's, that's, a that's big like Sgt. Pepper for the Beatles. If or you're a hip-hop like that, fan, the, you, you... Study Illmatic. You, really? it, it, oh, absolutely! Like that's it like, it's, it's, it's a quintessential album. It's it's the Beatles' Black Album. It's, it's like White Album. Yeah. White Album. Excuse yeah, me. Sorry. I was thinking Jay Z, the Black Album. Excuse <laughs> me. Jay-Z, that's another great album. But Jay Z is the Black Album. But yeah, no Nas is. Uh, are you with Nas or Kendrick Lamar? Are you yeah, I listen your? to Kendrick Lamar. I do have to say too, Melissa. Not I want to get back to it. Melissa went to see the Smashing Pumpkins. I did. I, was, I wanted to. See, I was so upset. I wanted to see them so badly. They're awesome. It's really, really good. Is this a reunion? Billy Corgan loves himself more than give me a quick else review. Give me a quick review. Like, he's, of this still, he's good. Though, I, he's great. Like, yeah, but he's very in love with himself. Well, I, I think that's a lot the best review Corgan. I saw. Melissa. Yeah. Was, was your review? There was a lot of Billy Corgan in. He had because instead of like uh, the the videos where you know you see the the band on like the video screen because we were on the nosebleeds, they did like you know they did like a little kind of big music video for the whole thing, which was cool. But there was like one thing where. I don't, everybody thought for a while it was like Jesus because he had this woman basically praying to this thing and the statue of Billy Corgan. She's praying to a statue of Billy Corgan. Melissa, does he still look like he ate Billy Corgan from the 90s? He does still look like he ate Billy Corgan from the 90s. Still going with the shaved bald head look too. Changes his jacket. Every like song he did, he had a new jacket on. He's like, oh, let me just see how I'll put put, put this thing Like Uncle Steve on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Changing shirts. So it was a wonderful show. I love the Smashing Pumpkins, but my God, that dude put his face all over everything he could. Isn't there always a rift in the band? Because I feel like he's always... There still is. I think the night that I didn't... The night after they had uh, Darcy play bass, because that's their original bassist, who he completely, like, told her she was going to be on the tour, and then told her she was not going to be on the tour... So it was a whole big thing. So she wasn't at my show. They had somebody else playing her part then. But the next night, apparently, he let her back. So, yeah, there's always a rift between them. This is the first time I've ever heard the name Billy Corgan, and I hate him. 
already. Like I hate he's him. He's a lead singer. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's a genius guy. Some really? of the time, some of the time. I got Billy Corgan and Smashing Pumpkins, but I, I can't. What's I their big big before. hit? Like, what's their probably the the. Tonight, tonight. Well, the what's oh, it called? Oh, that. Okay, that's, you've heard that song, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard. It, what was it? I, I know the Smashing Pumpkins. Are, I just didn't what know. What is it? The Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. That's their yeah. album that came out in the '90s. That has all. I mean, they're great. great. I love them. I love them. So I can't yeah, say bad words about the tour that they're doing. The tour they're doing is like all their not the Phil Collins tonight, tonight, tonight. No, I love them. No, yeah, <laughs> so much imagery. Best concert you ever saw? Never been to a concert. You've never been to a. I never. Hey, wait, you shut up. You've been to one concert. You talk about it often on this podcast. We saw one? Joe Scarborough live. Oh, oh. I saw. Yes, <laughs> yes. You've been to one concert. I saw you, Joe Scarborough. You tried to block that out of your mind. No, <laughs> well, no. The best part about that. No, and this is a true story. And this is an exclusive to this podcast. I had been drinking with a buddy. Oh, shout out to Jack Connect. We were drinking because we're Scarbros. We're members of the. We're right. Scarbros. You're the you're Scar- We're Joe Scarbros. <laughs> we're Scarbros. So uh, we're drinking, and the first guy I see walk in, Mike Barnacle. Well, I walk in and Boston I say, Globe. "Big, you are a." fucking legend sir. <laughs> and he starts dying he loves it and then I'm like I gotta get you a drink he goes get me a sparkling water and he just walks away because he's like hey, you know I, I didn't want to hey but I have to tell you, you get a little bit later in the night I find myself next to Willie Geist and I had to say I watched him it couldn't have been a nicer guy there you go shout out to Willie Geist so I Willie Geist the pod I love Willie Geist because he was so nice. But th- you've never been to like a ra- you've never seen a rat. You've never. Been I to saw the- Kid Cudi at URI, but he played like six songs. It wasn't like a real concert, mm-hmm. you know. Like I- I'll see my friends who are in shows. Zane West, I'll go see. Right, you play. I've right. never been. Shout to like out to Zane West. Hey, what's the name of his band? Zane. He plays with a bunch of different. Oh, he plays, he plays with, with a bunch of different people. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, I've never been to like you know Smashing Pumpkins. Right, like I saw Kid Cudi play like seven songs. So. I saw them, and yes, obviously Joe Scarborough, but I've never been to like a, a full-on concert. Really? Never. So wow. that's something that's got to change. I mean, I've only been to Absolutely. one. I've only been to a Warped Tour in 2015, and yeah, which I wouldn't even tour. consider that. A, yeah, it was the last year Warped Tour, too, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't really even consider that a concert just because it's like there's... 14 different stages and like 30 different No, but that's acts. definitely at least that well, like a, that's like a well, music yeah. festival yeah, yeah, more than more than but like I, I only went honestly for the band like I like this band Paris like that and I went and I saw them but the rest of the, I didn't I didn't even listen to most of the acts Mike, of Warped Tour J. Cole comes to New York I mean, in October going, the thing is he uh, has that might be a good first one no, I wanted to I wanted to go to the damn tour for Kendrick and then uh, but I ended up I didn't go to that one but I want to go to this one with J. Cole as you want to Madison Square Garden but the people he has his feet are horrible he has Jaden Smith he has like <laughs> he has, oh, I forget like the people he's going with them it's so bad who, but it's, who is we saw a Brooklyn Nets game this year Mike. we can true. deal with some crud especially at the end if we get but, J. Cole but, where yeah, are they going to they're going to be Madison Square so but that J. Maybe... Cole when I say like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole they're like tied they're my favorite rappers but J. Cole talking about like albums like Illmatic with Nas Forest Hill Drive, it was the first 
uh, album to not have a feature from any other rapper and still go like double platinum and mm-hmm. he made a lot so like J-, J. Cole great but I want to go see him we'll report back if we are going to that show yeah, that's something I, I, want, I want to go to that show for no, how, when are tickets on sale or they're on sale now it's oh, October you guys currently are, sold out <laughs> you're probably sold out exactly yeah but there's tickets that you could get oh I'm sure no, I not even looked them up it, the Honestly, getting a ticket wasn't the problem. It was just like the cheapest tickets I can find are like ninety five dollars. So it's already the cheapest are Which uh, isn't bad for an experience. They're not bad, but it's like that's we'll the discuss. cheapest. We'll discuss off there. But yeah, we'll off there. Well. Favorite concert. I've only been to one. The Muse, right? This is a, this Muse. is really between you yeah, and Melissa. Yeah, because I you know what? Like it's like I yeah, always Joe Scarborough. I always, yeah, I always yeah, want to really. go to a concert. Joe Scarborough but then, Paris and Listen, I always want to go to concerts. I never feel like it's always a little bit too much for what I think I want to pay. Who did you see? Tony Bennett? No, no, no. <laughs> I would, I would, I swear to God, once Michael Bublé tours in America, I'm seeing him. I, I know that that's the <laughs> lamest <laughs> statement ever. Once Michael Bublé tours, Christmas special. I would go see Michael Bublé in a second. No, I want to see, honestly, Weezer. I've been getting into that, and a lot of my friends have been seeing it. I didn't know they were touring. But yeah, I see they, they played I, Jersey. I, 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 I want to see Weezer. I just want to see Weezer right now. I, I have to say, um, in Impulse, the only concert I went to, me and all my friends got tickets to the band Muse at Madison Square Garden. I, I have nothing to base on, but my God, those guys just play. Like, they grinded out. They were awesome. They played nonstop. They opened with my favorite song. Um, one of my former friends is a dick, flaked out on us, so Ian stepped in, who didn't even like Muse. Ian stepped in, in the last minute. And it was one. Shout out to Ian. Shout out to Ian Donaldson. Ian Donaldson. Big fat ass beard. That's Brad right. Brad Smith. <laughs> the only concert I ever went to was Muse, and it was a great time. Muse at the Garden. Muse at the Garden. We got Pat in. I bought Pat a drink before he was uh, 21. Oh, geez. Whoa, easy. Whoa. Easy. He's now a hero. He's but, a hero yeah. of ours. But Shout out Mueller to Pat is actually a big fan of this podcast, so if you get it, you might get a nod. Hey, listen, I would be honored to have Bob Mueller indict me on something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to get that close to Bob Mueller. Yeah. Well, well you got a Mueller time shirt. Now, Melissa, yeah. you've been to, give me your favorite, though. Was My it? favorite, obviously, when I was 18, I sang with Green Day. Yeah, she got on stage. I got on stage. Honorable, this isn't even a... This isn't even for a concert, but doesn't mention you've seen Green Day so many times. With I have. Your I, I toured around, yeah. So many times that she was even recognized by Village Armstrong on the street and asked her where her famous devil ears were. Exactly. Just a story. We have to be able to get that. <clears throat> Can we find? Can, was that on your birthday, by the way? No, yeah, it's on YouTube somewhere. It is on YouTube. It is yeah. on YouTube. Everybody's like, that girl's dropping. I've shown it to my coworkers. We have to get that Somehow and put it, it on our web, our, our past. When prior. you were yeah, Michael, was that on your birthday? When yeah, you my 18th birthday. Yeah. Did you have all your I gave the like, crowd. Yeah, I gave the whole everybody in the crowd. I asked them, I'm like, look, it's my birthday. If you need to see my ID, I'll show it to you. But like, what do you ask? Who wants to come on stage? I gave them all little cards that pointed like right to me. So everybody had, like, you know, a card, so everyone was, like, pointing. So he had to, like, look over, like, hey, what's up? It's my birthday today. Now, because we were talking about Illmatic quite earlier. Right. You have a favorite Green Day album? Is it possible to disseminate? Is is there... It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's very, yeah. And I don't want to say, because everybody, you know, you either love Green Day or you hate Green Day. And, you know, I mean, obviously I get how people feel that way. But, you know, I, I, I guess I don't have a favorite album. I have favorite kind of songs that I like, but... 
I can't say any album is one that I'd be like, oh, it's my favorite. Yeah. What's the, is Dookie like mainly considered like the, is that like his that's the mainstream like one? Major, that's one of their first American major. American Idiot. American Idiot is their favorite. Yeah. You know, there's a group of people trying to make that number one now just because in, of yeah, Well, it's number one in the UK. It was yeah, it's number one in the UK. American Idiot. But I mean, like, you know how like Illmatic, it's not, like if you ask, not like most not Dookie was their first well, major label. Well, most label. people say that. And yeah, so people who know that think they're old school, but you know, they don't really know shit if you ask me. <laughs> I like Nimrod. Was it Nimrod? Nimrod's good. Yeah, Nim- Nimrod's yeah. very good, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. American Idiot is another one that, that was another big one. So those are the two ones that if you ask people, they'll they'll pretty much just know those. Even though it's new, and American Idiot. Revolutionary Radio, even though it was their most recent one, it's still a great album. Yeah, that, that one I It's like, hard to find yeah. a bad Green Day album, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there could be bad albums, but I like certain songs and all that. Yeah, they have so a I great, can't say, yeah. like, I hate, you know, I get how some of their stuff to be what, but I still like them. I enjoy them. And they're still out there, they're still, you know, fighting the, the powers that be, so I like it. Well, they had a play on Broadway, too, from the, right? Not yeah. many, uh, Which, yeah. hey, if Broadway wants to give you a play, do it. That's basically what, I, they didn't really have much to do with that, except for the fact that Broadway was like, we want to do a play. And it took years forever, because they were like, what? They were like, you want to do a play out of our thing? But they finally were like, you know what, okay. Because if Broadway wants to do a play out of your album, I'd let them too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd let them. Well, well, Melissa turned me on to the, uh, what was it, the, the Foxborough Hot Tubs, right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, like, it's Green Day side products. Uh, it's like it's this really jazz. It's like, really? Yeah, it's like, it's it's like not quite sinatra but it's really, it's pretty cool. But they do it? You they do it. They do it. Melissa turned me on to it. She's like, I know you like this and Green Day, so... So it's a combination of it's, both. It's weird, but it's it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it's cool because they all have their own side like bands. They do, but yeah, that's why I like it too. They're, they're all involved in their other side bands too, but they all three of them mm-hmm. have their own ones. With their, like, and they're headline. always giving back to something, you know, like LeBron James. They're always giving back to Well, there's that place that they have their very first show at in their hometown. And yeah, they're, they're still, keeping that place going. Right every now. year they still do a private show and they don't tell anybody, they don't give tickets nationwide. It's just people in the town that do a show for everybody mm-hmm. there. And they just they just do yeah. it just because and they of where keep they donate really? money to that. So yeah, they yeah. donate money just so it can stay open. Basically, exactly, yeah. The past so, its prime podcast loves loves people who give back. We yeah. did. That's it. That's, that's yeah. That's, that's really what we're it. All about. See, if you're a person that gives back, I like you. Stephen's going to have a tough time because what you see, Joe Scarborough. I know everything else is just <laughs> God. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's Steven. tough. I mean, Jeez. how do you top a concert like that? You know, that's that's. <laughs> that's a, to have your musical cherry pop by the Scarborough. That is like you are a Scarborough. I mean, you got to try to get a super band together or something. And Jay Z, Fifty Cent, and and Nas all together. You couldn't even. I don't think that would tie Joe Scarborough and the Scarborough. The sad super band is Jay Z, Fifty Cent, and Nas. Well, that's for my boy. That's my boy. Nas and Jay Z had to bury some stuff before they got the right. They squashed. They squashed. They've been friends. Yeah, there's a lot of. There's still that rift that they have in the the hip hop. Like uh, I have to tell you, I don't listen to too many rappers today. Really, uh, I listen to J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, but as it relates to like some of the other mainstream guys, but I you're can't even tell you who. late '90s, early 2000s. I could, oh, that's you could drop that's a rap on rap me. Uh, you oh, could drop a rap like if we because. You used to have what was that game? Oh, Def Jam's uh, All Star. It was a like a rap like karaoke a battle game. All thing. It's, it's. I mean, that was when you had like Ti coming up, who I think is, is so fantastic as an under as an underrated rapper. 
Ludacris. Um, Ludacris. Uh, Chris, as we call. You know, DMX, <laughs> Nelly. Um, you know, obviously. From Eminem. Fast and the Furious, Frank? Uh, yes. Ludacris? Ludacris you know. is. But, you is know, one even in the favorite. 80s, you go back, you have Run DMC, we really kind of made hip hop what it is Wu-Tang. today. And then, obviously, the Wu Tang Clan. Um, you know, from the gangster Tribe rap era of, of NWA. NWA and Ice Cube and Ice T. Uh, you so know. I guess I, me and Macho get a shout out because we bought you all those uncensored ones. Yes, you did. Because we were we were debating. We said, "What's the point of buying a rap album that's censored when it's going to be like hey, and then it's going to be so?" We said we got to go hard. We got to go. Big and hard here, so yep. let's go. Yeah, right. Wouldn't that many more? came up in the early two thousands, of Fitty. course. Who in the club? Uh, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh, with candy shop. Candy shop. Now, Hall of Fame in uh, are are the bad um, rock and roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> are they in the rock and roll Hall of Fame? I think yeah. Green Day yeah, now. Green Day is in. Yeah, they're in the Green Day Hall of Fame. Joe Scarborough is not, though. No. But but he has to be active for 25 years. Little known fact, I don't know if you know this, he played on stage at Jimmy Buffett's play. I did see that. I did see that. Margaritaville. I did see that. They brought him on stage. I saw the record. I fucking hate Jimmy Buffett. I I love Jimmy Buffett. Oh, God. I just need it to be You don't want to waste away Margaritaville? No, no. That's it. I don't like Cheeseburger in Paradise, but I'll listen to Margaritaville. He's made like a cottage industry off of one song. Are you kidding me? Off of one song. I mean, he's got like those bars. And he's and got the bars. He had when I worked at Coles. That Margaritaville, that Margaritaville thing sold like crazy. Yeah, I mean that's summer. That's Jimmy Buffett. Summer. It's summer. <laughs> Nothing says summer like Jimmy Buffett. I don't like summer. I don't like Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> There you Jimmy go. Buffett's got more money than you, and you don't give him. <laughs> you don't I give him that. <laughs> I have a couple of concerts. I, I, I saw The Who at Madison Square Garden. Unfortunately, amazing. after Keith Moon had passed away with Kenny Jones as the drummer, but they were, and i got to tell you, Roger Daltrey, one of the greatest voices in rock and roll or any, any genre at all. This guy could sing like nobody's business. Unbelievable. So uh, that The Who was great. And of course, the six times I've seen, or five times I've seen Stephen Stills with with Mom. They're, they're, he's an unbelievable guitar player. Best sleep you've ever had. Best sleep I've ever had. If I can play guitar, I got to give you that. I, I saw a lot of different, uh, a lot of different bands, but The Who would, was definitely. But that was like in 1980 or 81. So my memory's a little foggy. You ever had seen a couple Billy of cocktails Joel Square? You know what? I would, I would never saw Billy Joel. I would like to see Billy Joel. I remember. Here's a story about. Um, Uncle Stephen, who passed away, was mom's brother. So I, he was a big rock guy, you know, Rolling Stones, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I got like this Billy Joel album, and I brought. I said, "Oh, it's like fifty cent. One of his big. I can't remember what the big album was. I said, "Oh, we'll play this song." And Uncle Stephen, like, I put it on first song. It's like the slow bout. He, do you remember that scene from Animal House where the guy takes the guitar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> ba- the same thing Uncle Stephen did. Scratched the record, <laughs> took the thing off. Threw it down and Get put on the Rolling Stones and said, "Not today." Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but I would like to see Billy Joe, but that did not I work. I love Billy Joe. Joe. Yeah, that was the funniest Italian restaurant was just not doing. That it was not him. happening for him. It's like yeah, Brenda and Eddie with a you know. No, that wasn't playing with Uncle Stephen. He was like, all I heard was, I went in to get a couple of beers and then all I hear is. <laughs> <laughs> I go. 
I guess that's not being played. He took it, threw it like a that's frisbee, so and the next thing I know, it's can you hear me knocking by the stones to get that bad nah, taste nah, out of it. Nah, nah, nah. But I do like Billy Joel, but no, I, that would be crazy to see him there. But that, yeah. but he does a good thing, too. He has people that are like in the nosebleeds, yeah. and he, he saves seats and brings them down to the front to see that's him because nice. that's a cool thing to that's do, really too, cool. because you can't afford... I mean, I mean, it's the LeBron James Academy, but that's pretty damn good. <laughs> it's not all right. Yeah, no, you I mean, get the education of rock. You see Billy Joel. <laughs> you see Billy Joel. Up close. And if that's not... A, do up, if Billy up Joel. close, Joel doesn't inspire you to be better with your life, <laughs> right. I can't... You I, know, you're, you're no disabled. LeBron James school can help you anyway. You know, it is, but if, that's... You know. uh, <laughs> but I did get off the, the beaten track. Power is unbelievable. There's a couple other shows I wanted to talk about. Anybody watching Succession on HBO? No, but I, I, I'm going to start this week. All right, start. I'm going to start this week. You will be. I've heard only great things. Very good, Zach. I've been watching. I haven't watched it as consistently as I normally watch a show, but it's really good. It's really good. You're not. I've never seen Succession, but if I am talking about an HBO show, Give just a quick, I'm shameless, I just got into it. But oh, on Showtime? It's, it, it's Showtime. A, it's, show, really. it's Showtime. Yeah, it's Showtime. Well, HBO and Showtime are the same. Get your facts straight. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's, still, no. But that, shout out to both. We'll take you know, money from either that show I'm yeah. starting recently is amazing. I've only seen... That's William H. Macy? Yes. I've what? only seen up now to the third season. There's going to be nine seasons, but this show just every episode. You like Shane? Yeah, it's getting. What does uh, what does the H in William H. Macy? You should try to watch Howard? the um, the Australian version if you can. It's hard to understand the dad. What? <laughs> it's really hard to William it's Honorable on, Mason? On Hulu, but that one's pretty good too. Or is that just his stage? It's a lighter version. No, it's just that's like his it name. It still has the same kind of stuff that this one does, but you know, I mean, it's a little bit funnier, I think. Nice, I do enjoy the show. It's just I, I thought it was on HBO. But I Hall, um, William Hall, Macy Jr. I, I know Hall. why I'd go by Not H if my real name was Hall. Hall. William Hall, or honestly, William Hall would have been a good. Oh, William Hall would have been a great stage name. Will Hall, William Hall, Will Hall, <laughs> Will Hall, yeah, Will Call. We'll call you. Call Will Hall. Hall. I mean, look, it worked out for William H. So, Bill, if you need any more. Succession. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Power, of course. Let's not forget power, that. Melissa, so what's your point at me for power? Uh, I've been checking out uh, Castle Rock on Hulu, and uh, it's, it's it's pretty good. I've, uh, I've seen a lot of stuff for it. I don't know what it's about. Anybody we know is in it? Right? Yes. Um, there's that, the, I don't, what, which one is he? You know Sissy Spacek. Oh, sure, yeah. Sissy From Bloodline. Yeah. So, and and yeah. Yeah. the original Carrie. And, Bi- yeah. and, and Bill Sarsgaard. One of the Sarsgaard kids. Uh, the guy who played home. Pennywise the Clown, the yeah. it, in the That's new him. one, not Tim Curry, but the new one, Bill oh. Sarsgaard. Well, yeah, one of the 15 Sarsgaards. Mm-hmm. There are so many. There's there so are a lot of Sarsgaards. Who is the... And the father is in Mamma Mia. The father was in Mamma Mia. So he's the patriarch. He's the patriarch. Shout out. Sarsgaard. Because isn't he in Thor? He was in the Thor. Yes, yeah, Stannis okay. Sarsgaard. Uh, his yeah. first movie is Hunt for October, and Hunt he for the, for the Hunt for October, and he is great in it. Is that the one with Gene? Yeah, yeah, those are no, that's Crimson Tide, which Crimson is Tide. Those that's with Denzel. That's yeah. which is a very good. If movie. If you don't so. like that movie, I don't want to know you. Crimson you Tide is fantastic. <laughs> well, Denzel is the greatest actor of all time. That's just a fact. Now, well. He sh- I share a birthday with him. That's a well, that's another thing. And that's just a fact. I mean, when you think about all the people, like, you share the great one. Yep. Grassy. You share it with the great one of, of Tom Brady. You share it with... The great one. Denzel Washington. And you share it... 
me and Phil Spector. No, no. Phil Spector. Phil Spector. Phil Spector and Mal. And Chairman the Matt. Wall of Sound. No, let's let's let's, let's I, put aside I, all the things that Phil Spector the bad things. The but he did do the Wall of Sound, uh-huh. and he did help on Abbey Road. You share it with uh, Israeli uh, Prime Minister uh, Benjamin uh, Netanyahu. Netanyahu, I think, and yeah. also Whitey Ford, former Whitey Yankee, Ford. great pitcher. Ford. Well, there's there's Yankee one good. So there's there one. Go. I mean, you know, it's not Chairman Mao, but uh, <laughs> you know. oh, you know what? I got John Snow. John Snow, me and Kit Harrington are the exact same age. So of course oh. they We're 32 play. years old, born the exact same day. You know what? And it's your career paths. It's, 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 they, it's they, hauntingly they each other similar. Almost. It's hauntingly yeah. similar. It's amazing. Me and John Snow. That is really an amazing thing when you think about it. Chairman Mao. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We couldn't so. kill you either. No, yeah. I mean, this guy would come back to life. There's no way he'd go. With the amount of big, we just give him another. I, I legitimately tried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Mikey did. There have was the an ch- incident with a truck when I was younger, uh, trying to hold it over my brother's head, and uh, he luckily opened Real his time. eyes in time. Well, and I'm you know. still here to tell a tale. Yeah, Zach brings that out of people. Sometimes. I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I but you only you can handle that. Yeah, only you can handle. It's not like being. Put on do not disturb on the you know the right, I mean yeah. it's, that's not fair either. Which I'm going to have to fix right. <laughs> right. We'll There's a half moon right hanging there or whatever. Yeah. So I think we touched on a lot of bases. Now yeah, the, the one thing I wanted to say, like the Hall of Fame, oh, for, yeah. we talked about that. Now mm-hmm. for the NFL is this week. Mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith <laughs> oh, came yeah. out and said Eli Stephen Manning Smith. is not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, and I, knowing you how, how much you. Love Eli Manning. Yep. You have the floor. Sure. Uh, I, I, also, I also want to give deference to, speaking of the great one, the greatest hot taker of all time, Stephen A. Smith. Right. I right. have to give deference. We saw him live. When we did see. one episode of his show. We uh, did see. We saw, quite frankly. Quite frankly. Oh, we saw, quite, quite frankly, frankly, in studio. That's uh, right. So I, I give a lot of deference to, to Stephen A. Right. Um but, but I have to disagree. I, I think Eli is a is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think especially you have to put into contact like Eli won two Super Bowls in New York. Yeah, you know he he's responsible for two of the most iconic drives in Super Bowl history. Very true. Uh, you know he's maybe the most iconic play. And so you could argue, you know, the Ben Roethlisberger, the San Antonio Holmes catch, right, right. The, the Edelman catch. You can add a lot more historical perspective than I can on. But on, those are big. Those, those are, are some of the biggest. Let's put in Giants history. Oh, <laughs> so let's be honest about it. That's you know you have Phil Simms be a great quarterback, not in, but I, I definitely agree with you. I'll and it's not just the Super Bowls. He had great playoff runs. How about the to me the San Francisco game? You'll never forget that game where he was getting slaughtered. What right. about um, in one of those Super Bowl runs, too? He had to go into Green Bay and win there. He like won the road. In OT. In OT. Against Brett Favre, yeah, who everybody says is, you know, yep. miles ahead of Eli. Yep. Head-to-head. He's beaten in big games. Brady, twice. Yep. Brett Favre. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Tony he's Romo. He's beaten um, great quarterbacks. And it's not just him. I mean, it falls on the quarterback a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a, a, a lock quote. Uh, I think the... He may not get in his first, right. in the first five years, but he's getting in. There's yeah. no question about it. And, no uh, question about it. I, you know, I, I'm also I'm also biased when it comes to Eli Manning. He, he's, other than LeBron James, he's probably my favorite athlete. Right. Right. Um, I think so. Did you put LeBron above him? Is that what other than LeBron? Or are you oh, LeBron James is absolutely my favorite. Athlete. Really, 100%. over Eli? Because I just Eli has 100%. the has the years and has the. Well, 
I don't know. I, uh, I was on the teams that we, you know, the, the Giants. Right, and I think maybe that's more recently. It's been LeBron James, but it's always been like LeBron and, and Eli. Like, because for right. example, I'm a Giants, Mets, Rangers fan, and I'm a LeBron James fan. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a Lakers yeah. fan. Right. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, either way, I love Eli quite a bit. So either way, there's some bias when it when it comes to it. Right. You can, yeah, has he made some of the dumbest throws in, in history? Does right. he get people pissed off? Is he towards the end of his career? Sure, all those all those things can be true. But what Eli Manning's career and the, the moments, which right. you you can't tell the story of football without right. Eli Manning. Well, the thing with Eli Manning is it was the beginning of Eli's career. He took over for Kurt Warner. Yep. He struggled for a little bit. Yep. Then he and he also had to live in the shadow of. Brother Peyton, who people consider one of the greatest quarterbacks of all yes. time, if not, and there's a lot of, you know, yes. whatever. So you've got that to deal with. Mm-hmm. Then you have the second part of the career where he's got the Super Bowls, he's won playoff games or whatever. Now he's got the, like, what do you want to say, like the twilight? He's got a few years to go. The what happened in the middle, the September of his years, the middle part of his career, he was elite, top yes. echelon. Everybody said, hey, you know, uh, Deion Sanders. That's my Eli, you know what I mean? I believe in Eli. In Eli. Right. Exactly. So what's happening though, the and last two Eli. or three years or four years, he's had like a little bit of a downturn, but the whole team has been bad. Right. So he's getting looked he, at it like that. But when you look at the total numbers and what he's done in the, the, the game street that was ended last year yeah. to play, I mean, Brett Favre, the Iron Man, whatever. He, he takes the hit, comes up, but he's not the... There's always something like missing with Eli. They, you know, that's what right. it gets with him. He's the quiet, you know. He's he like the Ringo star. No. He's always gotten criticized right. for everything. You can't change your personality, but you've got two Super Bowls. You played in New York. He's going to the Hall of Fame, no he, question. To me, about as it. a giant, first ballot. I don't know if he's going to no, get the first, I don't think first time no. around. He's not like Derek Jeter. He should pull a TO and just not show up if he doesn't. Get first right, ballot. right. He's uh, which is today the Hall of Fame. What drove me crazy too is like Giants fans who really. Hated him. But, yeah, you know, I won't mention names, but we have a certain member of our family. There are, you know, sometimes I got down on Eli. I admit it, but I got to give the devil his due. Yeah, I mean, look, he's going to be a he's going to make the Hall of Fame. I, I look, when he's had a good receipt, when he had Plaxico Burris, when he had Hakeem Nicks and Victor Cruz, mm-hmm. when he's had Odell Beckham Jr. He's when I I get mad at Eli. Like, I become a fan, then when I should just look at it and go, I, I could never do the things that he does. When right. they lose to the Cowboys, I take it very hard. <laughs> and when they lose to the Cowboys, it's like, it pulls my heart out. So I blame I'm like, damn, Eli, what are you, what are you doing? But, or be a little bit fired up. But you can't take away what he's done. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets criticized for playing in New York, because then they'd say, like what Jeter gets, oh, if Jeter played somewhere else, he wouldn't be with it. But yeah, he would be. He'd still have 3,000. He also wanted to come to New York. Exactly. Eli, he was drafted he by wanted, the Chargers. He wanted to deal with me. He wanted to deal with me. No, this is his rookie. No, no, he, didn't take, he just got, he okay. said, look, I don't want to go to San Diego. I want to come here. So he knew what he would be facing, and he got grief for that, and you know, whatever. So you get that, but I think he's handled it well. He takes it. Look, he's played bad. People say, oh, you know, show a little emotion, but I got to give him, you know, props. I think he deserves to be in, in the Hall of Fame, and I'm a guy that's been. You it know, also hasn't takes been like sport. balls too to do that because like how many like stars and you see like for the Rangers for like John John like who are great players in other markets and then say I want to come to New York because of the spotlight because of everything 
and then they just drop off and do anything. Here's a kid, he's a rookie, he didn't even get, you know, signed draft, he's like, I want to come to New York, and backs it up with two Super Bowl MVPs. Like, yeah. that's like something, there's a lot of right. players. He could have fallen, who are the other players that are, that are multi-Super Bowl MVP winners? Like, there's, like, I know, uh, what's it, Ken Stabler, he has two Super Bowl rings, he's Bowl. not in. Eli has two Super Bowl rings. Well, Ken and Stabler just got it. Oh, he did. He, he got in. Okay, he got in. Sorry, but so he. So first of all, how many two-time Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks aren't in the Hall of Fame? There's, I don't think any. I don't think. And yeah. how many? Well, two- Jim Plunkett, but that's oh, Jim Plunkett. Excuse right, me, Jim right, Plunkett right, is right. the two-time, but he doesn't have two MVPs. I don't believe no. So two MVPs. Name me two Super Bowl MVPs. I think there's only five players, and one of them is obviously Tom Brady. Right. In, um, right. and I think the other three are already. In the, in, hall, of in the so hall of Fame, you you have you know, has he's to, he has he's going to make it. Eli yeah. get, gets it because he plays in New York, and now he's had like three different careers. Let's say the beginning, mm-hmm. the greatness in the middle, mm-hmm. winning the two Super Bowls, two iconic drives mm-hmm. that that throw how he didn't the get sacked, catch. that helmet catch by Tyree, how he didn't get pulled down, showed his that he doesn't toughness. have a lot of athleticism, but he got away from that where they could have called him in the grass, throws his pass. Caught, unbelievable his play. Toughness. Probably one of the top. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. I mean, you can't play in the National Football League right. at, at, at 16 games year after year after year and not be tough. And yeah, take the only reason the streak ended was not even because of injury no. or anything. So it the, is like tough. The fired coach, we got to like. Okay, so in. he's definitely in. So we're going to end it on our podcast on that mm-hmm. because we've got, uh, Zach, I just want to say thank you for giving us your time because today is a big day for you. It's a reenactment, and you want to just give us like one minute of that, and then we'll end it on, on Zach's reenactment. Where this uh, is, what's uh, going on. I will be at Lasden Park in Summers, New York, uh-huh. uh, pretending to be a member of the RAF. Because wow. uh, Can you explain for the people in the audience who don't know what the RAF is? The RAF is the uh, British Royal Air Force, and this time of year is uh, it's the, the Battle of Britain, which started in 1940. And it was when the uh, it's one of the biggest uh, turning points in history. A great underdog story, and it's uh, really cool. Will you be doing a good British accent, or you give me a Tom Hanks <laughs> British accent? Uh, I will give you a. I'll be serving some Giant Depp level British accent. All right, all right, Johnny Depp British. Yeah, so all right. Just because so I'm going to continue to take my guy lies down. Just one other thing, I'm going to end the podcast. On. Pipe? Are you bringing a pipe oh, out? Of course, here? always pipe. Always pipe. Pipe is coming. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And don't forget, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Yep. yep Thanks to Stephen, Zach, Melissa, and Michael for making this uh, another great podcast. And tune in uh, again very soon for uh, the next one. But thanks for listening, and uh, happy birthday again, Melissa. Thanks, birthday. everybody. Uh, we did it.